0: Welcome to the Elijah's Dreams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz.
1: And happy Thursday, the 18th of January, 2024. Welcome to Elijah's Dreams. We're in year 26 of bringing you the voice of the prophets. And having a ball doing it, uh, we have Jane Hammond we'll bring on in just a few minutes. Uh, We've known Jane for many years, and I'll talk a little bit more about that when I bring her on. Uh, so I'm very much looking forward to it. And by the way, as in many cases, there is will be way too m- many things from uh, Jane's notes to talk about everything today. But they, that will be sent out to you on the Elijah list here if you're if you're subscribed. You have to subscribe before. You can't say afterwards. Oh, can you go ahead and send that to me? I wasn't on because we don't have that kind of staff to do onesies, twosies uh we just have to send it out to the entire elijah list um so be sure that if you want these notes by the end of the show or right after the show go ahead and and subscribe to go to elijahlist.com subscribe to that that way you'll be sure and get all the notes and this is more than a note it's right it's really in narrative form um so if really want to get it all, be sure you're subscribed to the Elijah List. So, all right, let's go ahead and remind you about the uh, wonderful, beautiful wells, which they call in uh, Africa, they call those boreholes. That's the way they refer to it. For us, it's fresh water wells. So here is, uh, here's one of those spots to remind you. Here we go.
0: By giving towards clean water in Uganda, you are impacting thousands of lives. Praise the Lord. I am so happy. I've been blessed. As a pastor, I've spent 34 years on this village. When I got saved, God touched me and told me to preach the word of God through action. I've been fetching water for old people, for the elderly. I wanted to make sure that they get water. There's been a lot of suffering. They've been fetching water from very far places, and the water has been bad. But today, we have seen God. I thank God, and I thank you, people. God bless you. Together, we can continue to bring clean water to the people in Uganda, Africa. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate. Or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue, Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321.
1: And you know, I've never thought to comment on this that I'm going to uh, do right now, but you know, those I think they call them jerry cans, those yellow cans, they're different tints, but they often look very much the same. They're yellow or yellowish. And if you looked at them while they're filling up this water, this fresh, clean water, by any kind of American standard, those are filthy cans. You know, they're all dirty on the outside, and kids are rushing their hands, and it's all, but by their standards, that water is flipping clean and it's going into a very quality can that they use to carry it. And so when they pour it out, it's still gonna look super clean and nice and by their standards. So everything we have to, we can't judge by our standards, you know. They are so happy for clean water and they're taking care of it and uh, very exciting to see it. Uh, We're well over 200 fresh, clean water wells we've done in about the last two years uh and again about 10 a month for sure in uganda 10 in uganda alone and then we're doing them wednesday tuesdays out in uh 10 other african countries so far so all right thank you so much god bless you and it's time to bring in jane hammond so here we go Hello, my friend. Good to see you, Jane. Hello, Steve. It's so um, great to see you. Good to see you. How are you and Tom doing? It's been like forever since we've been in the same place together.
2: I know it. We've got to, we've got to change that. Yeah. So we've got to
1: do something. You yeah, got to get more out and about. But we're, um, we're
2: here in the panhandle of Florida, freezing away right now. Well, so are
1: we. I am in this is day six for the ice, and finally, Dream's able to drive the car. We've been inside this house for six days and i said, now didn't you guys have a big old hurricane or something that came through what, we had, what to- came through? we had
2: tornadoes that came through just a couple of weeks ago center of rotation came very close to us but we oh. were spared and honestly we had one of the tornadoes that ended up being an ef3 which is really? on a scale of out of 5 that hit over in panama city which is about 30 minutes from us but a bunch of our families live over there and three of our families were in the direct path of the storm.
1: Oh my goodness! And
2: uh, and they they were in their closet in the middle of the night with the freight train sound going over their roof, but Gee. that tornado jumped over every one of their homes, uh, did massive destruction in, in neighborhoods and surrounding areas, but not one of their homes was touched. I and have,
1: have slide seen that with you darkness. guys. I mean, the two weather warriors that I know personally are Kat Kerr and you guys. I, and probably your whole team is. Yes. Did not you guys kind of like decree away the oil spill that was heading towards you one day? We,
2: we sure did. Back in the uh, back in the 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 mid, you know, 2010, 2012, we had that BP oil spill, and it's such a cool story because uh, it started in Louisiana, started working its way over towards the Panhandle, of Florida destroyed estuaries, destroyed bays over in Louisiana, over in Mississippi and, and Alabama, and it came right off of our shore. And we just, we just gathered pastors together and said, you know what, not on our watch. And so we're crazy, prophetic people. We love prophetic. Love and so my, you know, we took our church down and got their feet in the water, put our hands out to the the wind and waves. And we had uh, six, uh, I mean, miles and miles and miles of this six foot sludge Sitting off of our beaches for months. And every day they'd say, Oh, it's going to be on your beaches tomorrow. It's going to be in the bay tomorrow. And we just kept saying, We decree no. And so my husband actually jumped on a boat with a bunch of the pastors and went out through Destin East Pass with giant bottles of anointing oil. Whoa. And they went out to the oil spill and they poured anointing oil on the oil spill oil and forbid it to come ashore. And after months, it completely dissipated, completely disappeared, and never once came ashore. I think that's the authority of the ecclesia.
1: That is huge, and it's real, and it's powerful, and very few people that I know personally, let's put it this way, that I know personally uh, have done and and have that level of story, but you are one of those, (laughs) and I've never forgotten that, and and, you know, we were going to talk about your book on Decrease. Can we pull that up now? That was i didn't we weren't planning to say that story at all it just popped into my head but this is your book where this is what you guys were doing declarations right
2: exactly right as a matter of fact we had the fisher uh the fisherman community come to us because they were pumping all these deadly chemicals into our ocean waters uh, in the gulf and the fisherman community came to us and said could you guys please pray over the fish that are in the Gulf because we're pulling up fish that are deformed and fish that are um, that are having all these issues, and we're just concerned that we've now got you know fish that are going to be corrupted for generations. And so we loaded up a boat of our people, 150 people, on one of these big party boats, and we we took them out again through Destiny's Pass with a giant a giant bag of rock salt. Like Elisha salted the water and said, there's no more death or barrenness. And every single person on that boat from the littlest kid that could speak to the oldest grandma, which I think was 105, they took a handful of that rock salt and threw it into the water and said, no more death, no more barrenness, no more corruption in our fish. And within about a month, the fishermen said, we don't know what you guys did. But that was absolutely miraculous and our fish are <laughs> all healed. So I just think that we need to start exercising our authority.
1: Is that what, you know, you and I have not talked about that I can remember about the, the upcoming, the soon coming, the maybe already here, the beginning of the manifest the sons of God. Do you That's make right. a connection between that? that absolutely. The manifest- when my How husband tells
2: it. the story, he says that when the pastors were going out on the boat to the oil spill, he said the dolphins were running right next to the boat. And he said, it's almost like in his spirit, he, he it was like the dolphins were saying, listen, the government can't save us. The scientists can't save us. You know, nobody seems to be able to save us. Come on. Where is the manifestation of the sons of God? Where is the church? Where are God's people that could exercise that level of authority? And that's exactly what we did.
1: That's so huge. <laughs> I have a friend, Ina is her first name, but she had an experience. She's one of those, one of you three. So there's actually three that I know. And she was on a boat, I don't uh, sightseeing, and the Lord says, go to the back of the boat now. And she went to the back. It might have been a whale watching. I'm not sure. But this whale comes up, and she could hear it speak. Okay. Mm-hmm. And as I remember it, the quote was, she heard it say, the king is coming. Mm. The king is coming. And I mean, you know, it's, it's like, this stuff is way more real. You know, we're in a season in time when we've been, um, we're learning that many of us have been lied our whole lives about certain things, right? This is a season we're hearing. I'm talking about the deep state, whatever. That we've been lied to a great deal. But you know what? In the church, we inadvertently have believed a lie. I'm not putting that on any person in the church. I'm just okay. saying we believed a lie. We believed that the manifest sons of God maybe aren't ever going to be that powerful. Mm-hmm. Or we can't really control the weather or, or address it. We can't, you know, the, that the animals really aren't in touch. With what's going on, you know. But anyway, I could I could talk for a while, but I better get I better let you get into your, your well that content. actually leads right
2: into what I'm gonna be talking about. Okay, so, well then just uh, jump
1: off from there, go for you it. You know,
2: I mean I think Steve, and, and what you're picking up on, I think is something that has just really been on my heart is that the word that I felt like the Lord gave me for 2024, um, it was came in a phrase and it said the Lord said that I'm gonna give you victory over chaos. And, you know, I mean, what you're talking about is there's chaos in governments, there's chaos in cities, uh, there's chaos in the church, there's chaos in the earth uh, today. And I really felt like the Lord said, I don't want you focused on the chaos. You're going to deal with the chaos, but I'm going to give you victory over the chaos because my people are going to learn how to rise up. Uh, The number 24 actually is a very interesting biblical study because we see in scripture, we see that in heaven, there are 24 thrones and 24 elders that are around the throne of God. Wow. And so really this number 24 is a governmental number and I believe it speaks of heaven's council, heaven's throne room, but I but I also believe that it means for us exercising this increased level of authority yeah. that God wants to to wants us to unlock in this season of time, but also an unshakable faith. So that when we're faced with chaos, it doesn't shake us down to the core and make us feel like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? I think that exactly what you're saying, Steve, is that the church is rising up. The ecclesia is rising up in this season of time with an increased capacity in prayer, with an increased capacity to decree and to call the things that are not as though they are. Jesus said it this way, you'll say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. And it will obey you. See, I think the days of casual,
1: comfortable Christianity are over. Oh, true. You know, yeah. I was thinking on that—the whole thing about we were talking about the ice, and you, you have you have ice where you are. And we we only one other time we lived here twenty five years. One other time we were down for four days. This was six days. But in the when the ice, we couldn't get out. But was it two days ago? The power went out. Hmm and the neighbors on top of the hill you could always see their light when the power goes out we can tell because we're on the same circuit we always are when we go out they go out when they go out we go out because it's way in the distant hill and i was, so had had enough of that and i started decreeing dream was out in the front of the house decreeing i was in the back of the house decreeing and declaring and sending the hosts of to fight this thing, and I said, I don't care whose power is off or on. I want. It. I was kind of being a little bit selfish at that point. I said, I want our power because it's like we've been <laughs> here for days. But that time it was like the fourth day. Well, Doreen informed me this morning, and that the house up on the hill never came on, and our power came on. We've had it now for two days, and as of last night, it still wasn't on. I'm not glad about that. We began to add them in last night to our I first did, when right. I realized that. When I realized that, but I've Thank God did that. He mm-hmm. basically said, I don't care how uh, how the circuits are going, you decreed, I'm going to back your act. That, that would be in yeah. my language, you know.
2: I think we're going to learn in this coming season the power of our words and the yeah. authority that God has given to us. I love the scripture in Psalms 81:10 out of the Passion translation. It says, "Open your mouth with a mighty decree. I will fulfill it now, you'll see. The nice. words that you speak, so shall it be." And I I believe that God is uh, helping us to understand. And I think that that really comes into play with this year being a year of greater authority, a year of unshakable faith. And it's a year of the door Um, for those, uh, those that maybe don't understand that in the Hebrew, the number four is the Hebrew letter Dalet, which looks like a door. So um, as I kind of prayed about, of course, 2024, the number 24 in Hebrew is kafdalet, K-A-P-H, kaf dalet which means this a place of the open hand. So if mm. you put an open hand to a door, what you're doing is you're pushing a door open. And I believe that there's going to be three different kinds of doors that we're going to encounter this year that God is saying for the church to rise up and go through. I want to remind you that we've been given the key of David. And Jesus said, I've set an open door before you. Revelations chapter three, I've set an open door before you that no man can shut. And then he also says, I've given you the key of David, which shuts what no man can opens and opens what no man can shut. So I believe that there's keys that are going to this door. So the the three kinds of doors, I I think that we're gonna be encountering this year is number one, doors that we gotta push open. Now I know, listen, sometimes we're waiting on God and sometimes God's waiting on us, okay? (laughs) There's times that God's saying, I've given you an open door, it's not locked, go through it. Push
1: it open. Can I ask you a quick question on that, and then you keep going? So I, by that, I'm I'm hearing you say. I think I'm hearing you say, you can ask and keep asking God, do this, do this, do this. But if He's already told you to do it, right, he, he might keep His hands up and wait. Is that are you? Is that about what you're saying? Absolutely. There, God, faith
2: without works is dead. And so sometimes we employ our faith, and then God gives us a strategy, or God presents an open door. But an open door does no good unless we're bold enough to walk through it.
1: Yeah. Okay. So and sometimes
2: so you may have to face opposition. Listen, first Corinthians chapter 13 verse 9 Paul says God has set a great effectual open door before me. But there are many adversaries. OK, so it doesn't mean that just because there's this great open door that you're not going to have to face some yeah. adversaries wow. to get through the door and to start accessing everything that's on the other side. So there's going to be doors, Steve, that we have to push. God says they're open. They're there. They're unlocked. You just got to push them open. The second kind of door, I feel like, is very similar, and it is a motion-activated door. You know, like the doors that are at the grocery store, yeah. that those doors don't open because you push them those doors open because you walk up to them. And so again, I think that this year is going to be very, very kinetic. I think we got to get moving. Okay. Sometimes we, we wait, we we're we're waiting to be led. And listen, I'm all about being led by the Holy spirit, but sometimes we can get into the paralysis of analysis (laughs) and we get into a place of fear thinking, I don't want to move. I don't want to go. I don't want to do anything because I, I may not go exactly the right place. Well, the promise from the Lord is that he'll make crooked places straight. And I believe that the promise from the Lord is that he will direct our paths. Let me say this. If you're riding, if you're trying to go someplace on a bicycle, it's very difficult to steer that bicycle if you're standing still.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can't steer it until you go anywhere.
2: So some of you just got to get moving. You got to start moving forward on the things God's, you know, God has put in your in your path, you know that, that God has spoken to you. Um, some of you are out there, you've got the word of the Lord, and you're waiting for all the um, all the elements to be yeah. favorable. Can I so-
1: address one of the elements? Excuse me, just for a second. Um, this I was this way, even after I've known you, a lot of it, I was like going, I don't know that I have that authority, or it's never worked before when I tried that at one or two times and quit, you know, and it's like, the 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 feelings that uh, probably won't work with me is a huge dream killer, power killer, faith killer. If you just say it's I'm not good enough to have for God to respond to my decree. Right. What would you say about people that they're still working out their salvation with fear and trembling? So they assume that their decrees have no power.
2: Right. So so uh, uh, Romans chapter 10 tells us this. It says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so what we, what you need to do is you need to start opening your mouth so that you can even hear yourself say what God says.
1: That's good. Okay.
2: Reading the word out loud brings power. Saying what God says brings faith. So Mm. it's going to build your faith when you start saying what God says, you know, what saying what God says is it's prophesying.
1: Okay, That's good.
2: and when you start saying what God says, if God says I've put an open door before you, then you need to say God's put an open door before me, and that kind of leads into the third door, Steve, which goes okay. along with this is that in the in the Hebrew calendar, this is the year fifty seven eighty four, the eighty of the Hebrew language, the <laughs> the number eighty is the word pay p e h pay, and it means voice mouth and sound. Oh, so you if know. you put that together with the four, which is the door, what you've got is a voice activated door.
0: Thanks for listening. The Elijah streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours to become a partner go to elijahstreamscom slash give
2: so you've got a, a pushing activated door a hand activated door, you've got motion activated doors, and you've got voice activated doors. Listen, a lot of people, a lot of your viewers out there, you've got Alexa in your home or maybe you've got Surrey on your phone. Uh, We live in a voice activated world and things get activated when we begin to speak. When we begin to speak the word, um, Job chapter 22, verse 28 says, you shall decree a thing and it shall be established for you so light will shine on your way. Well, we all want light to shine on our way in 2024. Oh, yeah. Um and so what does it say? It says you shall decree a thing. Not your pastor, not even the prophet. You shall decree a thing. Now, I I preached that for years, Steve. And one day, a couple years ago, I was writing declarations for breakthrough. I thought, hmm, I wonder what is this thing? You shall decree a thing. What is thing?
1: Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, so good I question.
2: I looked that word up and you know what it means? You shall decree the promise. You shall decree the word and you shall decree the prophecy.
1: Wow. Wow. So I really? say, Wow!
2: what has God said to you? What has the word of God said to you? Start saying that and watch the doors open. You'll get a kick out of this, Steve, talking about voice activation. Um, I was driving along in my car one day, and I was praying in the spirit at the top of my lungs. Mm. My purse was on the floorboard of the passenger side of the of the car. When all of a sudden, Surrey, my Apple phone, uh, my iPhone, all of a sudden, Surrey says to me, "I'm sorry, Jane. I don't understand a word you're
1: saying." <laughs> I love it. And so I kept praying
2: in tongues, and she comes back again, and she says, "I'm sorry, Jane. I still don't understand what you're saying." <laughs> So Don't worry,
1: Sherry, you will soon enough, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> we got to understand the power of voice-activated so doors in this season of time. I think I just think it's so important for every one of us to come out of a place of passivity into a place of proactive agreement with what God is saying for this day and this hour.
1: Yeah, so good, so good. I mean, um, when someone, Jane, how do you say to someone, they've listened to everything you've said today and they go, I mean, they've heard everything you said and they agree with it, but they don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know where you're going to go after this, but I'm just going to ask you this now, and if it's out of place, you no, can answer it. But what, what do they, how do they start? They've never decreed a thing ever because they just felt silly doing it. Saying a decree in the air. I mean, I, I couldn't do it for years. It felt silly right. to do it. You know,
2: so lock yourself in a room turn out the light so that nobody can see you
1: <laughs> Ooh.
2: and do what feels silly. Because once you, once you know, I'm just kidding. You just, just get in front of the mirror, start speaking to yourself, start telling yourself what the scripture says. That's a great place to start. Okay. Just saying the scripture because most people feel safe speaking the scripture. Yes,
1: too. And then
2: it says this, it says in Psalms chapter 85, verse eight, it says, I will hear what the Lord God will speak for he will speak peace to his people. And this word here is the Hebraic word Shema, the Hebrew word Shema. And Shema means to listen, to hear, and to discern. So I will hear, I will listen, I will discern what the Lord God will speak Because he's going to speak peace to his people. And so what we have to understand is that God is looking for us to Shema. When you get down to the, a little bit deeper understanding of this word Shema, here's actually what it means. You learn to listen intentionally and you hear intelligently. So say you need a breakthrough in your finances. You're going to get the word of God, which gives you biblical promises, But then you're also going to listen to what the Lord says. You're going to listen intentionally. And then you're going to hear intelligently the things that the Lord is saying. And yes, God wants to speak to you, not just to prophets, not just to pastors, not just to fivefold ministers, but God put it within each and every one of us. Jesus said this in John chapter 10, uh, John John chapter 10, verse 27. He said, my sheep hear my voice. And so I believe that God wants to train us to hear the voice of the Lord, because the voice of the Lord brings life. The voice of the Lord brings life, Steve. And so as we're talking about making decrees, it's got to start in the word of God. And then the rhema of God, that's the the now word, the the kairos moment where you hear the voice of God. And then all you do is you just say, God, I'm saying what you said. You said that there were doors in my life. I don't see them. This doesn't seem to be working, but I'm going to keep saying what you said. I'm going to speak to those doors. I'm going to command them to open. I'm going to command opportunities to open. I'm going to command promotions and influence to open. See, I believe, see, that this is a time that you know God spoke to Joseph in a dream, a couple dreams. He saw the sun, the moon, and the stars bowing down to him. He saw his father's and brothers' sheaves of grain bowing down to his sheave of grain. He was so excited. About this incredible revelation, he rushed out and began to share this with his brothers. <laughs> and his brothers were so blessed by <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what he shared. Oh man! Witness, let me just say that. And they threw him into a pit and sold him into slavery. Now, here at Christian International, we like to say that pit P I T stands for profit in. Training.
1: Oh, I like it. That's right. (laughs) I forgot about that. You feel like you're in
2: a pit, okay? You're in training. They sold him into slavery. We know the whole story. He was in Potiphar's house. He had favor in Potiphar's house. He got falsely accused, thrown in the prison, but he had favor in the prison. And the day came, and this is the day that I think we're in, Steve, is this day of increased authority, this day of promotion, this day of open doors. When uh, Joseph interpreted the dream of the butler and the baker from Pharaoh's house, because the prison he was in was a palace prison. OK, and so he, he interpreted their dreams. And so later on, when the Pharaoh had the dreams of the seven fat ears of corn and the seven lean ears of corn or the seven fat cows and the seven lean cows, he said, oh, man, I wish that I had somebody here that could interpret my dream. And the butler said, you know what? There's this guy in prison that interpreted my dream. And the Pharaoh said, well, go get him. Okay, so Joseph walked into the Ferris court. This is his open door. Okay, now he, let me just say, this is what Joseph could have said. Huh, I'm not messing with that dream stuff. It got me in a whole bunch of trouble.
1: Oh, wow, that's true. He It had gotten him in trouble. I don't want yes. to mess
2: with the prophetic. The prophetic got me in trouble. The prophetic got me in the pit.
1: That's good. <laughs> it did, it absolutely did. So, And there's wow. probably
2: people out there, they're going, yep, yeah, I followed God and things didn't turn out so well. Well, let me just say, the end of the story is not written yet because Joseph found favor in the eyes of Pharaoh. And in one day's time, a suddenly happened. He went from the pit of prison to becoming prime minister of the greatest empire of that day. And the same gift that got him into trouble is the same gift that got him out of trouble.
1: And yeah, let me just say this, when, really when really good.
2: Pharaoh said, listen, I need somebody to deal with these seven fat years so that we can be prepared for the seven lean years. And he said, Joseph, you're the guy. Let me just say this. When the word initially came to Joseph, Steve, he was a shepherd boy from a shepherd's family. There was nothing inside him that qualified him to be the prime minister of Egypt. But in Potiphar's house, he learned agriculture. He learned government. And in the palace prison, he learned the way the palace operated. So every step along the, his journey that felt like a pit was actually preparation for what God wanted to bring him into. And God prepared him so that when he stepped in, he was ready to fulfill his destiny. And I'm just saying this to many of your viewers today. You may have felt like you were in the pit. And you might have felt like you've gone through hell. Okay, okay. Um, can I say hell on your program, Steve? Okay. (laughs) Been through hell. Let me just say 2023 was not my favorite year. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a hard year. I I saw this meme that was circulating Steve. And there was a guy on the phone and he says, um, hello, Lord, um, this is me. I'm I'm trying to make sure that I'm signed up for the blessed and highly favored package <laughs> for 2024 and not the trials and tribulation package I accidentally subscribed oh, to. Oh,
1: that's so good. <laughs> so true, right? And but you know I'm, what? You, what I just want to say,
2: this is a year of open doors and all your pit process has been preparatory to the fulfillment of your destiny.
1: And what you said about Joseph, the, the very gift And the application and the use of the gift, the honest, accurate use of the gift got him into the pit. And the same, but you're saying, on the other hand, a few years later, the same gift that got him into the pit got him. And people, for people that you said it, I'll say that another way. If Pharaoh was the most powerful man on earth at the time, that made Joseph the second most powerful man on earth at the time. And he went from the, from the prison to the second most powerful man on the face of the earth at that time, all from the same gift, you know, that's just, that just preaches. Oh, by the way, I'm going to say this about the quoting the scripture, probably some of the most profound answers to prayer and breakthroughs came when I, when I married scripture with, with the word, when I, you knew me, when I was wasting away, nobody knew what was wrong with me. I didn't know what was wrong. With me. I couldn't eat. I was nauseated. I'm 189. As of this morning, I was under hundred pounds. But when I got to the worst, then people were by that. I was so bad that my wife was leading me back and forth to the restroom so that I could, so I didn't fall. That's how bad it got. And I finally, and I've told this story a number of times, but I got so angry. all of a sudden, this thing came over me that I later realized was the Holy spirit. I thought it was anger. Well, it was anger at the enemy, but I was, I directed it towards the Lord, but I used scripture. Mm -hmm. I said, you said Mm -hmm. you would prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. That's what your word says. And I said, it doesn't matter what you say. You know, you you could prepare me the biggest table there could be. And I couldn't eat it anyway, because I am nauseated 24-7. And then I confronted him again. The upshot of that was I woke up the next morning hungry for the first time in years, because I confronted him. Sternly with his own words. I mean, I didn't have hatred in my heart or anything, but God really—he honors His name, His word above His name. That's how big it is. And so, all of these, Steve, exactly what you
2: experienced was victory over chaos. Yeah. What is chaos? Chaos is sickness. Chaos is poverty. Chaos is what happens in our government. What happens in nations? And you know, it's interesting because God is giving us victory over chaos. I believe that we're going to see, sorry, more chaos this year.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. And I think that, I mean, it's going to be a tense political season. It already yeah. is. Um. Yeah. I think that we're going to see a lot of craziness. But I want to tell you a vision or, or a word that I received from the Lord back in 2020. It was Good. August of 2020. So we were already in several months of COVID. It was prior to the 2020 election. And we were in a time of prayer at our church. And I heard the Lord speak to me very clearly. And the first thing that he said to me is, I want you to tell the people that chaos is going to increase. Yay. Yay. <laughs>
1: and I think, since,
2: a, I think since August
1: 2020 Okay, that's been, I am a true that's prophet. 4 years ago. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes.
2: So yes, I'm a true prophet. It definitely <laughs> has <laughs> increased. I mean, it's crazy yeah. some of the stuff that's going on right now. Yeah. So chaos is going to increase but the Lord said and I was like well okay God but you're going to have to give me something else cuz that's not going to encourage people how to pray. Yeah. He said chaos is going to increase. Number 2, he said, but I am going to use chaos. I am going to use chaos to strip the covering off of corruption, yeah, evil agendas, backroom deals, and things that have been being done in secret that are leading people and nations down a wrong path.
1: So good. And I mean, I think
2: we've been seeing that too, right? And then the third thing that the Lord said is, then tell them the God of peace is rising. He said it three times, the God of peace is rising. The God of peace is rising. And of course that comes from Romans 16, 20, which says, and the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. If you're at home, maybe you just need to stomp your feet for a second and put him underneath your feet, because that's exactly what God is rising up to do. So this made me think, Steve, of Isaiah chapter nine, verse six, when it's talking about the Messiah, and it says one of his names is Prince of Peace, and it says of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. But when you look at the the characteristic of God, the name Prince of Peace, that in Hebrew is Sar- Shalom, sar is the word for prince and shalom is peace, as we know. And so what's so fascinating about that is that the word sar for prince doesn't mean somebody that sits on a throne and waves at the crowd. Okay, that is not what our God looks like. Okay, that's not what God looks like on his throne. All right. The word sar means this one that wrestles, one that wars, one that governs and one that rules. So this is a year of Psalms 24, of the Lord Sabaoth, the Lord strong and mighty in battle, the God that's rising up for us, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of the angel armies is rising up for Sar Shalom. And what's interesting is that this word Shalom, we all know means peace. Mm-hmm. It means tranquility, prosperity, wholeness, completion, to have favor with God, to have favor with men, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing damaged. But what was so cool, Steve, is that the very week that the Lord spoke this to me, I was on uh, a Zoom with one of our Bible college professors from 40 years before, and he said, that's so interesting that you're talking about this word shalom. He said, because I was just studying with some rabbinical scholars, and they were telling us that the rabbis, when they look at the Hebrew words, they don't just look at the word at face value, but that they look at each of the letters and the word picture associated with that letter that comprises that word and he said so they told me this week they were explaining the word shalom and they said if you look at the word picture associated with shalom it means this peace comes when you destroy the authority of chaos
1: really I've wow. never heard that, brought All of that's in the word pictures of the one letter at a time. That's say that, right. say that say that again. Peace, Peace
2: comes up. when you destroy the authority of chaos. And so, as God is saying, He is saying this is going to be a year of victory over chaos, it's not just going to happen, it's going to be because God's people rise up in this new mantle of authority. This new place of positioning in Christ, this new power that he's releasing to us to shift things both in the heavens and in the earth and of the increase of his government, his kingdom and shalom, the authority over chaos. See, chaos is personified in scripture as a dragon. Isaiah chapter 51 calls him the chaos dragon. Okay. okay? And it's a depiction of evil. It's a depiction of nations that rise up against God. It's Mm. a depiction in the Old Testament. It was a depiction of Egypt. It was a depiction of Babylon. We see all these dragon nations that honored and revered the dragon. And what are we dealing with today? We're dealing with China. We're dealing Mm -hmm. with the Far East. We're dealing with the Middle East, You know, Babylon, which is uh, current day uh, Iraq, Persia. Persia was a dragon nation. Um, they revered the dragon and they had dragons and all their symbolism. And I just believe that the Lord's saying, you know, this is a kingdom against kingdom, not just a nation against nation, but this is the kingdom of God against the kingdoms of this world that the enemy wants to use to, to, to shake its fist in the face of God and say, God cannot rule over us. Um, in the very beginning, when it says that the earth was without form, and void, the phrase without form, literally means chaos. And so we see that what God did with chaos is he spoke into it. And so I believe that the church has got to grab on to this understanding of spiritual warfare. We've got to understand the authority that we've been given. And we've got to learn how to speak into some of these situations. What Israel is dealing with today is a dragon spirit. It's it's rooted out of Iran and the ancient spirits of that nation. And I believe that God is saying he wants to give us victory over chaos. However, yeah. Steve, I mean, it doesn't take a prophet to look around the world and see that the enemy is driving this world into the onto the precipice of World War III. Yeah,
1: it is. I will yeah, say
2: this, I do not believe it is God's will. I do not believe it is next on God's agenda for there to be a world war three,
1: I agree 100%. I, don't, I agree. don't think that's what God. I mean, wants. there are a lot of it, it's probably true that there's a lot of the body of Christ who think that's it that's coming because the thing that in their mind it has to get worse and worse and worse, and then we lose, and then the rapture. But that's I, not what God's saying right, right now. He's not saying let's let's all prepare and dig uh tunnels underneath your house to hide during the bombings, right? You right? So, no, I
2: I think the next thing on god's agenda is the greatest awakening the greatest revival the greatest outpouring that this earth has ever seen i i had a dream about this dragon um years ago it was probably 2000 it was 2019 so this was before COVID. and i think you might find this interesting because i think that it's kind of this whole chaos dragon thing happened you know has been building up so in 2019 i was in korea and um, I had a dream that when I was there, and in the dream I had a sword in my hand, and I was fighting this seven-headed dragon. And behind me was the Korean church. Of course, I was mm-hmm. in Korea, and let me just say, Koreans are the prayingest people I know. Okay, yeah, well, they well. are. They are they are very, very tenacious in prayer. Wow. The Korean church was behind me and we were battling this seven headed dragon, but I had the sword in my hand. I think I'm representative of the prophetic voice of God, not just yeah. me, but the prophetic voice of God.
1: Right.
2: And the, the, the Chinese people, I mean the, the Korean people surged in prayer and when they did, I lopped off one of the heads of the dragon.
0: Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today.
2: And began immediately fighting the second head of the dragon. (laughs) But in my dream, when I fought the second head of the dragon, Steve, the first head grew back.
1: Uh, So it uh. was like,
2: oh, this is a hopeless battle. We can't win this battle. And when that happened, what I saw in January of 2019 was I saw something happen. The the dragon do something that affected the entire globe. Think about it. This is a year before COVID breakout. Okay.
1: Oh, I see. It affected yeah.
2: the entire globe. And the entire globe started praying about the issue. And about the dragon. See, there's a demonic spirit of chaos behind COVID-19. Chaos. I mean, we never see anything like it. Mm -hmm. And when the world started praying, I saw the arm of the Lord drop down from heaven. I didn't see the Lord himself. I just saw his arm, his right arm. And in it was a golden sword. And in my dream, Steve, that hand of the Lord coming out of heaven just went and took all seven heads off the dragon in a second. And then I saw the body of the dragon fall and the Lord, the hand of the Lord took a a spear or a lance and drove it into the heart of the dragon. And when he pulled the the spear out, a billion soul harvest out of the heart of the dragon. Whoa. And what was interesting is I was sharing this on a prayer call back in 2020 and Becca Greenwood has done extensive work prayer mapping in China with a lot of the Chinese leaders. And she said probably 10 years before that, they had um, identified, you know, this is where the head of the dragon is in China. This is where the foot of the dragon is, et cetera, et cetera. And guess where they said they identified the heart of the dragon? It was in a then little known to the Western world city called Wuhan, China.
1: Oh really? Are you serious? You're not. You cannot me? even make this stuff up, <laughs> Man, In Wuhan, China, right where this thing came from.
2: So welcome to my dream life. I think that yeah. we truly are in this place of contending with the dragon, contending with these giants, and but I do believe that the Lord said that He is Lord Sabaoth. He is the Lord of the angel armies, and He is rising up. Yeah. I believe for His church, He's rising up for His people, and He's rising up to give us victory. Let me ask you a question
1: about that. Okay, yeah. so uh, out of the heavens, the Lord appeared. I mean, you were chopping it off. You were obviously doing the will of the Lord, but it wasn't enough because there needed to be something higher. Uh, is there something instructive in there as far as what you would do or should do? Or was God just saying, this is so big, I just have to represent myself and come? What 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 would you get out of that? Well,
2: I think that what we have to understand is that it is our voice, our sound, our words, our declarations, our prayers that stir the zeal of the Lord. And so when we pray, uh, there's a scripture that says, um, there's a scripture that says that God arises amid shouts of praise. So when we shout, when we're making this sound, God stands up. Okay. And then it says, when God arises, his enemies are scattered.
1: And I got to tell you something. You, of course, you don't know this probably because you haven't seen all of our shows. You're busy with things, but we've had multiple guests now come on and talk about this is the year of the roar that keeps being said. This is the year That's of the shout. True. You might have done it yourself last time. you were, But multiple prophetic voices are saying this is this is the either the year or the time of the roar of the shout. They're all different words that mean the same thing. So something's in that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's the word uh, teruah, teruah, which is also the word
2: jubilee. Okay, shout shout and jubilee um, are the same word. What was crazy, Steve, was um, the day that I was getting ready to preach this message at our church. um, I had my iPad, and I the night before I was you know had was praying over my notes and everything, and I closed my iPad down. And the next morning when I came downstairs and I opened my iPad up, I don't know what happened overnight. Somebody, some computer geek out there could probably tell me what happened. But the file that my message was in multiplied to 50 files in my iPad. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, what, what, what happened here? And I'm sitting there deleting file by file. Yeah. And my husband comes down. And he goes, what's going on? And I said, oh, I ended up with 50 of the same files. And he looked at me and goes, babe, that's Jubilee.
1: That's oh, it is, jubilee. isn't it?
2: So I think that we've got to get in a Jubilee mentality. And what we understand is the sound that we make, this roar that we make, the shout that we make, literally is causing God to rise up as Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of the angel armies, and fight for us, fight for our nation, fight for our family, fight for us when we can't fight for ourselves, see? So
1: good, and you know
2: man. what, I, what, I had this vision. We have a a dear friend that is, um, uh, that had a very strong prophetic word about um, not being taken out by premature death. And just a few days later, he collapsed and he's been in a coma ever since. Okay. He's off all life support. His vital signs are strong, but he's still asleep. And when I was praying for him one day, um, and we've just been contending and warring and believing physically, he's, Physically, he's whole. Mentally, he's got brain waves. He's just in this coma and he can't seem to wake up. And so, as I was praying for him, the Lord showed me this man with a sword in his hand and he was fighting a dragon. He was fighting this chaos dragon. You mean he was
1: fighting it in real time in his coma?
2: In real time, his spirit man. So, we got to remember we're body, soul, and spirit. Yeah. Maybe his body can't fight right now. Maybe even his mind, will, and emotions can't fight right now. But your spirit man is alive is alert, is attuned, and is fighting. I heard so many testimonies of people when they were under ventilation during COVID and doctors gave up hope on them that they were fighting battles in their coma. Really? I've heard, and and they came out of the coma. They come off ventilation after 10 days or 14 days or 21 days, even one person. And they survived beyond what doctors thought was possible. So in, in my vision, I see this man and he's fighting this dragon of death and, and he's he's bobbing and, and, and hiding and going behind the rocks and resting and then coming out and fighting again. And as I heard this, I heard the Lord say, this man's a dragon slayer. And, and I heard the Lord then just say, I'm raising up a generation of dragon slayers. And I believe we're gonna slay the dragon of chaos. We may not see the whole fulfillment of that, but we're gonna see crooked places made straight we're going to see places where the enemy's been um, uh, uh, bringing his kingdom forth and his demonic agendas I believe that we're going to begin to see chaos squelched and we're going to have to see this opportunity for massive massive revival invasion of the gospel throughout the nations of the world. And I believe that we're going to see that this year. Can I just read the prophetic yeah. word the Lord gave me yeah, go for it. about the dragon slayers? And some of you might even want to lift up your hands because you feel like you're being, chaos is coming against your finances, coming against your family, uh, coming against your job or your mission or your, your spiritual assignment or your ministry. And I just want to declare this to you. The Lord says there's a company of dragon slayers arising today. These are those who have looked death right in the eye and not given up. They've not backed off. They've not quit. They've not been intimidated. These dragon slayers will operate with supernatural courage to confront chaos and confusion and every emissary of death operating in the earth today. Jesus, the ultimate dragon slayer, defeated death, hell, and the grave, paving the way for this new generation of dragon slayers who will enforce this victory. Those who thought that they would be broken By the harsh trials of the last season, yet held on to the word of the Lord, that's the sword, held on to the word of the Lord, will prevail. I'm waking up my people, reminding them of my prophetic promises, and calling them to wage war by them knowing that it is my voice that shatters the enemy. So rise up, dragon slayers, shake off the defeat of the last season, and rise up into your new authority, to your victory to your jubilee for this new day, declares the spirit of the Lord.
1: Really good. Really, really, really good. Um, yeah. I, I don't want to, did, did you start to say something? I don't want to cut off. Any, okay. Yeah. I mean, this is so powerful. And I, I'm glad that you actually told that story about the persons fighting in the spirit when they were out. A lot of people, I mean, whether they're stuck in nursing homes and they're awake, but barely you know, but there some of those people are the best prayers on the planet. We just don't know that. But God is that right. won't waste uh, the human spirit. You know that He put in there. That's that's just amazing. Um, So you know, uh, here's an example. Quick question, then maybe we'll pray. But on, um over the, most of our lives, if we look over the last twenty years. I think even my time since I knew CI, I, I took my training with CI, my prophetic training with your organization with Bishop sure Bishop uh, Hammond, and that was like nineteen. We yeah, 1994 back. was when I was, wow. I couldn't remember if you were there at the time, uh, but there was another guy named Steve Schultz. It was really weird, weird coincidence. It's true, one and, of our yeah, prophetic traitors. But that was there, but, but even, even since then, there have been so many victories lost in the church. There's one, victories won too, so don't get me wrong, but there have been, the the education system's gone worse, the political spirit's gotten worse, the trafficking that we now know about, the last couple of years has gotten explosively worse are you saying that as we are god's calling us to take up our swords and fight the dragon will we finally see some victories over human trafficking over the drugs the human trafficking is so horrendous horrific, and the yeah. lucifer literal lucifer worship that most of us were not in touch with until recently when we mm-hmm. hear about a great deal of hollywood is is caught up in lucifer worship you know right. so uh, talk about that for a minute about our ability, at least as a unified body, to take on and mm-hmm. push those forces back.
2: Well, you know, uh, Jesus said, you know, that what whatsoever we bind on earth is bound in heaven, whatsoever yes. we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. This was the scripture that we stood on when we were battling the oil spill that we talked about at the very yeah. beginning, and it literally means that whatever you forbid will be forbidden, whatever you allow will be allowed. And I think that the church has not really believed the Mm-mm. words of Jesus. And Jesus said that he's giving us the keys of the kingdom, that whatever we bind will be bound, whatever we loose will be loosed. And then he said, um, and then he said that um he will build his ecclesia, his church, and the gates of hell will not prevail. Now, everywhere we look, gates are prevailing. Yeah, <laughs> like you just right. said. Yeah, we might as well be truthful.
1: Dead. We might as well be truthful and then that's talk right. about the solution. I mean,
2: right? I, I was I was in a, in one meeting where they said that in the uh top 10, uh, well, the Ivy League schools and the additional top 10 universities in our nation, a full third of graduating seniors are now identifying as part of the LGBTQ community. Wow. And that yeah. just comes because of indoctrination, that comes because of chaos, that becomes because of a spirit of deception. But if the church doesn't understand, if people think that Christianity is going to church on Sunday, lifting your hands for worship, and praying a few prayers, maybe reading a few verses in their Bible, And thinking that we've done our Christian service, Mm -mm. that's not what Jesus said. He said, I will build my ecclesia. I'm going to build a body of spiritual legislators. And when that that happens, the gates of hell will not prevail. And so I think that we're in this epic clash of kingdoms. One of the things that my father-in-law, Bishop Hammond, says is that um, the the, the kingdom of God and the, the, the kingdom of evil are going to come face to face in the human race in the last days. And so, am I trying to preach to you a panacea? No, I'm not. I'm not trying to say um, by the end of 2024, everything's going to be fields of flowers and sunshine. But I am saying that God is bringing his church back. He's bringing his church to a place of being awakened so that we can contend in these things. See, I think part of the clash of kingdoms right now is the woke versus the awakened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You've got the woke that are driving a lot of agendas right now. And you've got the awakened that aren't, that aren't fully awake. I had, I had an encounter with an angel one time, Steve, and um, I, I don't have a lot of them. So I don't mind saying that I don't have a whole lot of them, but, I, but this one I had a, I was awakened by an angel and by a loud voice that said, wake up. And when I sat up in the bed, my response to the Lord was, I mean, this angel shook me hard on my shoulder wow. when I had, I was already awake. I was laying in bed thinking about a dream that I'd had. And this angel shook me hard on my shoulder and said, wake up really loud. And I sat up in the bed and I said, wow, Lord, I thought I was awake. Yeah. And the Lord said back to me, most of my church thinks that they're awake. But they're not. They're still asleep.
1: That's why they're and that that that's a compounding problem, because if you don't know you're asleep, you don't. you don't seek to get out of it
2: exactly and so i and the lord said you've got to wake up so that you can wake them up and so i believe that we are in a season of awakening we're awakening what what true true christianity is about or uh, i love what you're doing with Um, with wells and doing practical things in Africa, that is Christianity, but spiritual contending is also a big part. And uh, one of the things the Lord said to me for this year is out of Isaiah chapter 45, when it says I'll give you the treasures of darkness and the hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I am the Lord that call you by your name. And the phrase treasures of darkness me does not mean treasure or money or wealth. What that part of the verse actually means is armories of weapons. Oh, um, really? Armories of weapons. I will give you armories of weapons and I will give you hidden riches. I will give you the hidden riches spiritually, but I'll also give you the riches and resources that you okay. need to break through. And um, I believe that the Lord said he's not just giving us spiritual weapons. Most of most of your viewers on Elijah Lists probably have heard a lot about spiritual weapons and spiritual warfare, but I felt like the Lord said this year he's saying I'm upgrading your spiritual weapons.
1: Oh, that's good.
2: We're going to pray prayers differently. We're going to make decrees differently. We're going to prophesy differently. All of these are are weapons that the Lord has given to us. But it was like the Lord said to me, you would not want to go into battle as a nation with World War II level weaponry. So just like our nation has upgraded the natural weaponry, God's saying you can't fight today's battles the way you did 10 years ago. We've got to receive fresh revelation. We've got to understand how to contend and how to wage war with prophecy and how to come to a higher level of tuning our our ear to the voice. Because one word from God, Steve, will absolutely change everything.
1: It really was. I mean, I, I had a, an encounter last night. It was like, and I woke up, it wasn't very long. It was most of my profound encounters are about two seconds, but then I never forget them because they're that. But I mean, this is one of those where I'm starting to prophesy uh, and I was just going to say one thing. And in this, I was in a dream slash awake and in the, as I began to move my mouth, it kept going. And by the time my, tongue got to a right place it would form the next word the next sentence and it was like a it was like on its own roll and i right. thought whoa i've never felt that not like that and that's kind right. of to me that's an increased weapon that's good i can that's tell God's right. not retooling me or Upgrading the tooling, if if you will, it's like
2: upgrading. Yeah. So at Christian International, we've got tons of opportunity for people to get
1: get trained in. Yeah, we this. need to show we need to show your training. Talk about it, and yeah. and, and we'll put that graphic up if you're good with that.
2: Yeah. So um, we are Christian International. My father-in-law, Bishop Bill Hammond, is considered to be the father of the modern prophetic movement. That's true. And truth. we've been training people to hear the voice of God and training people to be used in their prophetic gifts. Uh, for 40 years. And so you'll see on your screen right now that here in Santa Rosa beach, our next in-person training is February 19th through 23rd. That's just a little over a month away, but actually starting tonight, we've got something oh, that is oh. an online conference completely yeah, right there. online. So you can participate in this no matter where you are. And this is our word of the Lord, 2024 conference, where we are gathering the messages and, and the different prophetic voices that I think are so powerful for today. Uh, people like, you know, of course, Bishop Hammond and my husband and myself, but people like uh Chuck Pierce, who is, I think, one of the uh prominent Issachar prophets for the earth today, um, Rabbi Kurt Landry, who's a dear friend of our ministry, Tomi Ariami. If you don't know that name, let me tell you, you will know that name because this young man is a cutting-edge prophetic voice for the nations. Today, Patricia King, Jennifer LeClaire, Enos Chamberlain. We're going to have worship online with uh, our worship leader, uh, Dean Mitchum, who has been leading worship, prophetic worship with us and writing prophetic music for the last 30 years. Uh, Mm -hmm. Roberto uh, Reynoso, who's from Dominican Republic, who's also going to be leading. Listen, at this conference, Steve, they'll have an opportunity to uh, to, uh, receive prophetic words from our very trained, skilled prophetic team. They'll put your chat rooms and they'll minister to you. We'll also have some live deliverance ministry that will be going on. And so you can go to Christian International.com and click on Word for 2024. That will help you. But if you're interested in really, really kicking your prophetic gift up to the next level, I want to tell you about one more thing. And that is our online school of the prophet. Um, Steve, this was something we started just a few years ago. And it to, it's my favorite thing that we do. Really? <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. We take 90 days. It's a 90 day, day online intensive. Well, we do, is teach right. um, we'll teach you on hearing the voice of God. We'll teach you on the different ways that God speaks. We'll teach you about the seer prophet anointing, how to hear the Lord's voice and dreams and visions, discernment, spiritual authority, being a prophet to the nations. So many different things that we will pour into you during that 90 days plus activate you
1: it's we have okay. all kinds of activations yeah.
2: and there's mentoring we will be mentoring you so my husband and i are the leaders of this school and we'll be doing online mentoring with you as well as our team that has been trained and equipped and so if you're interested in more information about that you text the word profit p-r-o-p-h-e-t to 55444 or you can actually go to school School of okay. the US, put that
1: one know. up there. And that's yeah, sorry. I school just of the the prophet, school of the profits.us is for the online 90-day 90 90 intensive. And I'll just tell the people, you know, like remind you, I took this, it's 30 years ago this year that I took my advanced training with you guys, and you guys took me from practically zero. To at least compared to my own gifting, a hundred, you know, in that four or five days, whatever that was, and that's you know, true. you said in your in your training, I'm sure you still do. When your training was full, she said don't go back to your church and tell them you're a prophet. Just go back and <laughs> and do what you're training. Which is, I happened to be on the worship on the ministry team at my church back then, and that's all I was. I was on the ministry team. I'd go up pray for people just with all the other prayer team. Well, at this time I went. I, I returned from you guys' training, and this time I began to heal, you know, pray for the sick, which I'd always done. And then while, that, while I had him there, I said, by the way, the Lord's saying that 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 And it was flowing and going by the time I finished with your school. And the next thing I knew, there were lines waiting to, you know, the, the lines every week kept getting longer and longer because Steve was prophesying, and they liked the results. Anyway, long story, but that's the level of anointing that CI has that you guys have, so you know you you hit all of the the, the Does he? Do you guys still have the the books on pitfalls and profit? Absolutely, profits? we we actually teach
2: our in person course in what we call the Core Four, and we go through a lot of Bishop Hammond's books, but we always do activations and training yeah. and, and release. And so, yeah. if you like what you receive in February when you come, uh, you'll you'll continue coming back for more. And we do some of those trainings online as well, but mostly those are good in-person trainings. Um, and then really we have good. we have fine-tuned that so that for School of the Prophets, we're able to take you to another level as well and be able to not just minister, but also raise up others
1: to minister and as in well. And on that book we showed, uh, where do people go? Do they go to Amazon or do they go to Christian International? Where do they get this You book? can
2: actually go to janehammond.com if you'd like, okay. janehammond.com and uh you can order that book or it's available on amazon or all those different ways um and we have i have a lot of prophetic resources as as does bishop hammond so um we just invite you to resource yourself this is a season that if we're going to upgrade our spiritual weapons maybe you've been prophesying for a decade or so and god says i want to take you to another level and sometimes what we got to do is we got to let other people push us you you are a
1: good pusher if i can use that term (laughs) you know uh i'll push you with a smile yeah you will push you but you you always have the smile. but i remember a time oh it had to be 10 15 years ago something where i maybe it was 10 where i was kind of telling you i wasn't prophesying that much and you kind of called me on the carpet and you said steve you need to put a demand on the on the anointing demand on the gift and then i From that point on, I went to a new level because I thought, "Oh, Jane said I got to do it more intentionally." (laughs) Even now, I I push myself. My
2: husband listened to me like that, Steve.
1: Yeah, well, you know, you got (laughs) it. Some guys got to (laughs) do. But I remember the particular one when it was right after you had said that, and uh, I thought it was my first time to when I had an opportunity to not do it or do it when I was up front, and so I thought to myself, "Okay, I'm going to call someone out. I'm just going to do it." 'Cause I, I was always talking myself out of it and I deferred to the speakers, other speakers that I brought in. So there's this African American gentleman, never seen him before. And I called him out and I and I said, You're sitting there. And the Lord says, You're sitting there, and I'm hearing you say, Where's the beef? Where's the beef? And you want this thing to, you know, this thing to be productive and blah, blah. And whatever I said there, and I blessed him and I encouraged him to, to carry on. He comes up to me and introduces himself. Uh, and he says, My name is Timmy, and uh, he's a big guy. He doesn't look like a Timmy, but he's Timmy. And, and he said, Steve, I was literally sitting in the chair saying, Where's the beef? I was <laughs> using that phrase. And so I thought, Okay, Jane, you, I, I get it. <laughs> what a demand on the noting. So, yeah. That's have, awesome.
2: That's awesome. Yeah.
1: But well, keep, putting, keep putting the pressure on. Keep pushing the prophesiers to prophesy some more. All right. Well, God bless you. Uh, thank you so much, Jane. Very, very much. Give our love to Tom and Bishop Hammond. Bishop's going to be 90 this year. Unbelievable. We're going to do a has- big
2: celebration the third week in October for his 70, 90, 70 years in ministry, wow. 90 years old. And he's still going strong, Steve.
1: Unbelievable. He 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 has the energy of a of a lot more energy than I have. And, and I, it's, it's, true. It's, it's a prophesying machine which i think may have been his phrase i don't know if that's a ci phrase but it is <laughs> uh, the pro, you, you make people into prophesying machines and that's a complimentary <laughs> thing so all right thank well quick you. reminder everybody kim robinson will be with us in the morning at 11 o'clock pacific so don't miss that always really really good so jane thanks a minute thanks a always a pleasure steve thank you see you all later have a great day bye-bye, bye-bye.
0: This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams Podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at eleven AM Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.